Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. The show that keeps you updated with what's happening in the world of royalty, from the British royal family through to the aristocracy and current events from around the royal world. Hello and welcome to Right Royal Roundup. I'm Carolyn Cash and coming up later on today's show, we have an update on those abdication rumours from Denmark. The Duchess of Cornwall presents the Man Booker Prize. Was Harold II really killed at the Battle of Hastings in 1066? And even more. So stay tuned. And don't forget, you can also leave comments and feedback about the show on our website at rightroyalroundup.com.au. Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. Now crossing live to the throne. Following on from our story two weeks ago, Australian magazine Woman's Day claims that Crown Princess Mary of Denmark becoming queen any day was proven wrong. Is something really rotten in the state of Denmark, as alleged by Woman's Day? However, there is a further twist with this week's Woman's Day claiming that the palace has reneged on the deal. Oh, really? Now, why would they do that, considering there was never really a deal in the first place? We have received another statement from the Danish Royal Palace recently saying that Queen Margrethe still has no plans to abdicate, let alone anytime soon. The story was taken out of nowhere. Her Majesty the Queen is in excellent shape and has no plans of abdication, says Communications and Press Secretary Lane Balby from the Royal Court. Or maybe it is just Woman's Day trying to save face after printing a very inaccurate story two weeks ago. Visit Right Royal Roundup on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup. Or you can check out our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au. Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Cornwall, gave a speech before presenting the Man Booker Prize for Fiction 2014 on Tuesday the 14th of October. The Duchess of Cornwall has said she's a passionate reader and she was lucky to grow up in a house full of books. The Duchess is also the patron for the National Literacy Trust. As patron of the National Literacy Trust, I am particularly pleased that the Booker Prize Foundation continues to work with the Trust as part of its commitments to building the bridge between literacy and literature. And it is worth reminding ourselves that without literacy, there can be no literature. The Man Booker Prize is one of the most prestigious literary awards which has been won twice by historical novelist Hilary Mantel in recent years for her Tudor novels. Winners are awarded £50,000 or roughly 92000 Australian dollars. The award was presented to Australian author Richard Flanagan for his novel The Narrow Road to the Deep North. This epic novel focuses on the horror endured by prisoners of war during the construction of the Thai Burma Railway. Flanagan's father, Archie, who survived the harrowing experience, died the day he finished writing the book. Judges have described the book as profound and often harrowing. However, Mr Flanagan has criticised the federal government's environmental policies, saying it makes him ashamed to be an Australian. Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott, opposition leader Bill Shorten and other political leaders have sent their congratulations. Mr Flanagan is the fourth Australian to win the Man Booker Prize and the first Tasmanian. 
For any royal information heard on today's show, check us out at rightroyalroundup.com.au. King Philippi and Queen Letitia have made their first official visit to the Netherlands on Wednesday the 15th of October, where they met with King Willem-Alexander and Queen Maxima at the Nordendi Palace. Their Majesties arrived at Rotterdam Airport around noon. They travelled to The Hague, where they were received by the Spanish ambassador, Fernando Arias. King Philippe and Queen Letitia met the King and Queen of the Netherlands at the Nordendi Palace and signed the guest book. King Philippe and King Willem-Alexander held a meeting and then attended a lunch held in King Philippe's honour. The royal couple visited the Dutch Parliament to meet with the Presidents of the Senate and the House of Representatives. The official visit concluded with a meeting with Prime Minister Mark Rutte in his office. On Right Royal Roundup, we now go back in time for some Right Royal Regal History. The remains of King Richard III will be transported from the University of Leicester via the Bosworth Battlefield Heritage Centre to Leicester Cathedral on Sunday the 22nd of March in 2015. A hearse carrying the cortege will leave the university during the late morning and travel to Fenlane Farm, allegedly the site where King Richard was killed, before moving on to the nearby village parish churches of Dadlington and Sutton Cheney. It is believed that Richard took his final mass at St James's Church at Sutton Cheney on the eve of the battle. In the early afternoon, the Bishop of Leicester, the Right Reverend Tim Stevens, will lead a short ceremony at the Bosworth Battlefield Heritage Centre. The cortege will travel to Market Bosworth, Newbold Verdon and Desford before returning to Leicester during the mid-afternoon to be greeted by the City Mayor Sir Peter Soulsby and Lord Mayor Councillor John Thomas at Bow Bridge. King Richard's remains will travel in a horse-drawn curse through the city centre and arrive at Leicester Cathedral just before 6pm. The University of Leicester's Dr Richard Buckley, the lead archaeologist in the dig which discovered the king's remains in the car park, will be at the cathedral. Dr Buckley will formally hand over a copy of the Ministry of Justice licence granted to the university to the Dean of Leicester. King Richard III's coffin will be carried into the cathedral for an evening service of Compline, where the Catholic Archbishop of Westminster, Cardinal Vincent Nichols, will preach the sermon. Members of the public will be able to visit the cathedral and pay their respects as King Richard's remains lie in state on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. The reburial service will be held on Thursday the 26th of March. Meanwhile, the archaeologists who found King Richard III's remains will now look for those belonging to Anglo-Saxon King Harold II, who was killed at the Battle of Hastings on the 14th of October 1066. Harold's death is even depicted in the Bayeux Tapestries. The archaeological team will search for Harold's remains in the grounds of Walton Abbey Church in Essex. An amateur historian believes that Harold Godwinson may have survived and lived for another 40 years as a hermit. Peter Burke says the alternative history is found in a 12th century document called Vitae Haroldi, which is kept in the British Museum. So, was Harold II the 11th century version of Elvis? Historian Peter Burke believes the scan will find King Harold and has said you shouldn't just take history at face value. According to historian Mark Morris, the author of The Norman Conquest, has said that King Harold was definitely killed and cites several sources in his blog 
after these new claims saying that he survived the Battle of Hastings. Mark Morris also points out that Vitae Haroldi was written 150 years after the event and was a work of fantasy written at Waltham Abbey during the early 13th century. We have a link to Mark Morris's article with this week's show. What do you think? Have your say and post your comments on our website at rightroyalroundup.com.au. That's all we have for this week. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to your company again after a two-week break. You've been listening to Right Royal Roundup with Carol and Cash. Tune in next week for more of the latest royal news from around the world. And don't forget to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup or visit our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au.